Greetings, everyone. Very excited today to have David Spitz, founder and CEO at Bench Sites, on the show today. And he was the creator of the SAS metric survey at PacCraft back in 2010. I've been a big consumer of that survey. So, David, happy to have you on the show today. I'm thrilled to be here, Ben. Fun yeah. Yeah, looking forward to the conversation. So let's kick this off. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I spent 30 years as, a, as an investment banker in the software industry, pretty much the whole time, mm -hmm. and uh, spent over half my career at a firm called Pacific Crest, later became KeyBank, and just got absolutely infected with the virus that we now call software as a service, going back to... 2003, essentially working with salesforce.com, was lucky enough to do that. And really a lot of the early companies um, all the way through 2021, last year, mm -hmm. uh, when I finally uh, decided to pull the ripcord uh, after 30 plus years as a banker and start a company. I always uh -huh. loved SaaS and felt like, boy, I, I don't like not having a subscription business. And Mm -hmm. I've got some big ideas that I wanted to pursue based on that experience in part with the, mm -hmm. the SaaS survey that you mentioned. Yeah, so that's great. So 30 years as an investment banker. So your background really on the business side, say finance, uh, you know, starting out uh, and then, of course, working with a lot of software companies. Now, when you were a banker, was it you said a lot of tech? Was it? Public companies, private companies, just a, a mix that you worked with? I mean, it was a mix. In fact, a lot of my task was was uh, metamorphosizing private companies into public companies. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I did, uh, I would say the large majority of the business I did was work with IPOs. Uh, so literally taking them public. Um, and my relationships were, they usually were with the CFO. I mean, that's the way mm -hmm. it works when you're in mm -hmm. finance, of course. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, my, our sales cycle was, you know, if we're doing it right, it's five plus years. And so we're building relationships with the CEOs, the CFOs and the boards, uh, for that five-year sales cycle, trying yeah. to get in front of them and ultimately, um, going through a lot of different things, including like, mm -hmm. what are your metrics and how do you think about SaaS and all those great things that I know you love as, yeah. as I, I do. Yeah, well, yeah, love metrics have probably most of those, maybe not to 2010, but a lot of those those metrics reports. Uh, yeah, I'm a little phone. bit older than you, I suspect. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure all the SaaS founders listening, yeah, five-year sales cycle and cringing, but I guess, yeah, that takes a little different in the investment banking world. That's very um, different. Yeah, I mean, my sales cycle right now is much lower. We'll get to that. In, yeah, we'll in get to that. But yeah. yeah, so, but for me, you know, in any, in any profession, of course, um, if you're going to rise to seniority, it is all about selling and yeah, dealing with a five-year sales cycle is a very different situation. And so a lot of what I was trying to do in those five years was trying to figure out what the heck can I get in front of them and talk about? There's nothing mm -hmm. they can buy from mm -hmm. me yet, but of course they're, they're all looking for advice. And the fact that I'd yeah. worked with companies like ServiceNow and Salesforce and Viva and HubSpot, it, it, you know, they assumed I knew something. Uh, and, and I did, I mean, I learned a lot working yeah. with those companies, but one of the big things that people look to finance people on is like, well, how, you know, are my, what metrics should I be tracking and how mm -hmm. am I doing and all that great stuff. And we were kind of making it up in the beginning. I mean, literally mm -hmm. with Salesforce, like we didn't even know whether 2% a month churn was good or bad, or, you know, turns out it was pretty bad, but, and it got better for them. Yeah. But, 
literally like we just didn't have any idea. So that's what spawned this idea of, of starting to track things. And, mm-hmm. you know, rather than giving people anecdotes of like, well, here's what Salesforce was going out into the industry and asking people like in, mm-hmm. in, you know, with surveys or whatever we could, um, what, what is your churn rate and what yeah. is your customer acquisition cost? And that was sort of how it worked in 2010. And we were treading, you know, a new path there. Yeah, amazing that that just how the early days you had no data. And was that, you know, I could ask a hundred questions here, but uh one last question here. So was your the survey, the report, the metrics report, was that kind of your entrance into some of these companies to introduce yourself? It, hey, here's a metrics. I thought you'd I mean, be interested. It was it, there's a long story here, there's not time for it, yeah. but we we put that thing together the first year as sort of an excuse to get people together. Like we were hosting something mm-hmm. and we're like, maybe we should survey the people that, who are coming. And we realized like that, that was too risky. And so we, you know, we just start, launched something and, and, and yes, like um, what, what happened is we, we got, I think we got 80 or 90 people that first year, we put it all together, put this big hairy report together with Excel and it, it kind of worked. And, you know, lo and behold, um, it got some shelf life. Like we, mm-hmm. we didn't publish it, but a, a, a venture capitalist, a guy named David Scott at Matrix mm-hmm. Partners, you know, discovered it and said, Hey, can I publish this? And I'm like, okay, we're not really allowed to anyway. And so it got out there and lo and behold, like people were eating it up. And so for me, it was like, it was lead gen for us because mm-hmm. not only was it lead gen, but it was like work the funnel. So I had yep. you know clients that now, instead of calling people and telling them what a great deal I just did and hope to do yours in five years. Now we had, you know, something to really talk about and sink mm-hmm. our teeth into like, Here's what we're finding. And, and each year it got bigger and bigger. That was kind of, you know, it, it was just a, it was a, it was a virtuous cycle. Yeah. And by the time I left a year and a half ago, we were getting like 500 people, mm-hmm. companies participating. Yeah. 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 It's big. So now, as you mentioned, pulled the ripcord in 2021. So you're on the other side of the table. So a SaaS founder. So tell us a little bit about bench sites. Yeah, so it was it was sort of a complicated process. It's you know, banking was good to me, and KeyBank you know did well. Uh, I, I enjoyed working there, so it wasn't that. But I, I always felt like I have a software background, not that I pursued it, uh, and I have a very analytic background, and so I just felt like you know, there's something here. So um, you know, what I wasn't going to do was like do the SaaS survey, uh, do the Pacific Crest KeyBank SaaS sur- survey. But, you know, only done by David Spitz. I think KeyBank would have said, I don't, we don't mm-hmm. like that idea. Mm-hmm. And besides, there are a lot of other people doing stuff like that now. And yeah, you and I know OpenView does a good job. Uh, yep. RevOps Squared, Ray does a good job. Mm-hmm. We both work with him. So yeah. I wasn't about to do that. But I really felt like there's sort of a meta idea here, which is there's a lot that's great about this, about creating, um, you know, basically benchmarks. But there's a lot that's really pain and suffering. And I know you've had your own experience doing these things. And what's the pain and suffering? Well, you know, getting people to take surveys is not, I mean, that's not, nobody wants to take a survey. I don't know anybody who loves taking surveys. Uh, They love the results, uh, but, uh, you know, if they have to wait a few months for it, and if they're worried about confidentiality, um, and, and there's just a whole host of things that make it not the best experience actually extracting the data and then turning it around as the purveyor, the host of it, um, you know, getting all that data together, putting it into a spreadsheet and slicing and dicing it. It's a big, hairy operation. 
And I, having done this for 12 years, felt like there were a lot of ways I could perfect this and automate it and make it better, not just like mm -hmm. make it easier, but actually make the experience better on both sides. And that was the genesis of bench sites. So bench sites, the big idea was like a lot of things that are manual processes, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to, as much as I can, not, not that, you know, SurveyMonkey and Google forms and stuff are horrible. They're actually useful products, but you know, they sort of leave you uh, at the altar uh, when you have to, the good stuff to do. So I, I felt like I could fix those things. Um, and then ultimately, you know, getting back to what benchmarking is valuable for, like, I think there are a lot of other areas, like it's being done really well now for SAS metrics. Mm -hmm. There's so many resources that you have now to go out and figure out what should my churn rate be? And so, and I'm sure, you know, you've got links on your site to them, but mm -hmm. in, in so many other industries, there are no benchmarks available in any group of people, whether it's an industry organization, or I know you've got 40,000 CFOs that track you, like any of these folks, to the extent there is some embedded knowledge that is there to be mined, if you can like point something like bench sites at it, it's extremely valuable. And so I wanted to build a platform that um, could be used in that way. And then I could sell, which I am doing, but in parallel, I'm long answer here, but in parallel, and this is the thing I really want people to understand. I felt like I needed to build a specific instance that I thought would be valuable where there wasn't as much information. So SAS metrics in general, it's being done pretty well. Mm -hmm. Metrics for SAS sales, like what quotas should I set and what types of accelerators should I set and how is that correlated with really good performance? There isn't nearly as much stuff out there. There are people who wave their hands about, you know, mm -hmm. what you should be doing on that front, but they don't necessarily do it with the benefit of data. So I felt like, boy, I'm going to create something in that realm along the same lines. Um, and that's going to be almost my test case, my guinea pig, and ultra, ultimately kind of a Trojan horse into these SaaS organizations that might think benchmarking is useful for their own stuff. So that's, yeah, so, yeah. Yep. Oh, interesting. So yeah, right. You said a lot of SaaS metrics group, you know, Ray's doing a great job at RevOps Squared, uh, but now you're focused on sales benchmarks and sales metrics, uh, you know, which that's a huge area, right? And that's a common question when I teach my courses, talk to groups. And like you said, it's interesting talking to port codes, to PE firms where they've got this community and it's like, okay, how do we mine that knowledge, Lever leverage that knowledge that that's yep. trapped in there uh, yep. and some just doing it themselves. That's right. So right now, if you go to benchsites.com, it's going to be all about that instance, which is um, benchmarking SaaS sales. And if you decide to join, it's totally free. Mm -hmm. so, and we've got, we've got something like 200 members, about 120 that have given us some level of interesting data. But mm -hmm. the more members we get, the better the data gets, of course. And so, and of course, we want 2022 data um, mm -hmm. shortly because the year's coming to an end here. It's all annual data. Um, and so, you know, if you join, you basically provide some of the information. Um, over time, you can provide more and more. But one of the big things, like this is one of the issues, I think, with benchmarking in general, usually it takes a few months to like have the purveyor sort of pull the data in and create a nice looking report. You can still do that with our data, but our whole focus is to give people instant gratification. And so if you provide your data, and you can look at some of these benchmarks even without providing your data just to see if mm -hmm. you get it. But if you provide your data and you submit, even if you partially submit, 
you instantly move over to seeing the benchmarks sliced and diced so you can see the median based on different ACVs and company sizes. Excuse me. And then you can see, well, if I set my quota to OTE at 4X versus 6X, if I look at the companies that did that, are they performing better or are they performing worse? Um, and you can do all that and see your own data in comparison. That's the whole idea. These are the questions I always got. Like, I want to see yep. my data versus the benchmarks. Yeah, and I get a lot, I get asked for a lot of my course. Like, yeah, we talk SAS metrics, calculations, the what, why, how, but also then uh, on the pipeline side, right? The commission side, you know, and there's a ton of data there that's not let leverage, which you're doing now. So who, tell me about the personas you know, who are you like inputting data? Are those the same personas as those who want to then consume the data on your platform? Well, I think, yeah, great question. I'm still learning, honestly. Mm -hmm. You know, we've, we've literally, so we started that instance late last year, but we didn't have the full cycle where you could get the instant benchmarks. The instant benchmarks now are available and they've been available for a month, but we haven't pushed it out there. We're just on the verge of pushing it. But, um, it, the people who, you know, everyone's interested, I would say, not mm -hmm. everyone, but, yeah. you know, a CRO is going to be extraordinarily interested, you know, oh, do accelerators work? Well, mm -hmm. first of all, there's a question before that, which is like, how many people use accelerators? And I don't mean small accelerators. What is an accelerator? So if your commission's 10%, if you're a sales rep and at quota, like what happens when you exceed quota? Uh, what's the incremental commission? If, if, mm -hmm. it's, if it doubles to 20%, that's a that's a big accelerator. Turns out, this is not something I think most people know, but it turns out 50% of the companies, at least in our group, and I think it is representative, this mm -hmm. is about close to 100 folks, 50% have these strong accelerators where they mm -hmm. double the commission rates above uh, once you get above quota. Another 30% have modest uh, accelerators. So, you know, the commissions mm -hmm. are higher, but um, not as high as 2X and only 20% don't have them. Mm -hmm. That's something I think people didn't know. Like, um, and uh, maybe if you're very experienced, you knew that, but if you're putting a comp plan together, that in and of itself is super valuable. But then when you couple it with, guess what? The accelerators freaking work. And mm -hmm. so um, you can see a big 20% uh, difference in basically quota attainment. 20 percentage points difference in quota attainment if you use large accelerators versus even modest or no yeah. accelerators. So they work. Decelerators don't work, turns mm -hmm. out. So those things aren't generally known. And without a system like this, it's going to be hard. You might make that point based on anecdotes to your board or to your CEO, but without this. So anyway, who's interested? Mm -hmm. CROs, yeah. anybody who runs RevOps is going to be super interested. Yeah. CROs who really drill in I would mm -hmm. say the really good CFOs are super interested. Yeah. Yeah. So you got CROs, RevOps, VP of sales, right? Director, CEOs, probably even the board, right? Benchmarking board, your sales performance, investors, yeah. uh, and even, you know, I'm sure SaaS founders taught, you know, I work with a lot of SaaS founders where, hey, now we're moving from founder-led sales to now I'm hiring a sales team. And yeah, yeah. what should those quotas be? What should the rates be? Yeah. Should they, yeah, should we have accelerators, et cetera? And on yep. which revenue lines? Yep. You know, so really, really interesting, you know, a lot of broad use there. Now, what about now the people, you know, inputting data into your platform? Is it that same audience? Is it the director of sales, VP, you know, who's, who's, so, who do you want to put data into the platform? You know, we need to understand more. It's, it's still early. Um, the CRO is super interested, of course, and, and I appeal to them, but I think 
if they say they're interested, it's not likely them. They shouldn't be putting that data in. Depends on the size of the company, of course. Mm -hmm. If it's a smaller company, maybe it is them or somebody who's directly working for them. But the larger the company, the more likely it's going to be someone who's running RevOps or even yeah, someone yeah. who's running compensation. By the way, it's yeah. not just the comp plan. It's also the team. Like, mm -hmm. should I have, you know, what should the ratio of uh, SDRs uh, be uh, mm -hmm. to, to uh, AEs? Um, and, and what should the ratio of SEs be? So there's some mm -hmm. team orientation metrics, and we look at things like turnover and things like that. And there's comp plan. And shortly, we're partnering with another firm. We just acquired our, our first customer uh, to, to go apply bench sites to. And we're going to be looking at conversion rates. So if mm -hmm. you look at like the bow tie model and like what's the lead to opportunity conversion, opportunity to close, and then how, what percentage of those deals are actually mm -hmm. churning in the first year uh, and then expanding in the first year and, and tracking all that with benchmarks, super valuable. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Those running rev ops, sales ops, or just commission plan in general at larger companies. And then, so you said you founded the company 2021, you know, so last year. So where, where are you located? Where's your base of operations? Uh, just outside of San Francisco and Marin County. Uh, okay. And like many, I'm, you know, I, it, we're virtual. So, and just to anticipate kind of the, the broader question on the company itself. So I founded it on my own, but brought mm -hmm. in very quickly a COO who I'd worked with for 20 years, who's, you know, kind of a whiz at the marketing side of things. And so mm -hmm. he's uh, been an extraordinary uh, uh, partner for me. And then uh, we've got uh, development in um, uh, Pakistan and in Portland, Oregon. Uh, and, and, uh, and then I've got a, a former colleague who's also working with us part-time who worked on the SAS survey for, for many years with me. So he's got a lot of experience on that front too. Okay. All right. So started solo founder, brought in some folks to help you out. And so kind of team, you know, team size around a handful there and then landed your first customer. So congrats. That's exciting. It is. Uh, so now go from pre-revenue to revenue. Uh, so tell us a little bit, you know, I know it's early, but you know, I assume found you, well, you said you brought in, uh, you know, a CRO. So what's your how are you reaching out? Like, what's the go-to-market motion here to generate interest in the platform? Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, I'm I'm pretty darn early, but I have um, uh, I have sort of a, a, a dual focus right now. So, mm -hmm. focus number one is to get the uh, software sales uh, instance really going. As I said, you know, we've got something like a hundred to two hundred, depending on how you count companies who've contributed data, some of their data I want to get more recent data from as well, right. but we really want to just, uh, and, and that's, it's free. So, uh, but we view that if, as we get more and more data in there, you know, at some point there may be a premium product, but we're absolutely committed to making that free and making it a really useful right. resource. Why? Um, because um, in parallel with, with um, those efforts, we're very much focused on saying, hey, if this is working for you, um, like you're learning how to um, make decisions with our data for your sales group, we're going to appeal and we are reaching out and appealing to those same CROs um, about you should be using benchmarking for your own uh, products and so in, in your own efforts, whether it's for lead gen, um, where, you know, guess what, in your operational system, uh, you have a lot of data 
on your business, let's say you're in a vertical market SaaS area, you have a ton of data in your operational system uh, that you could use as long as it's anonymized. And you can take advantage of the way we're doing things where you're not, you know, kind of creating these things from scratch with the, with SurveyMonkey or whatever you're using. You're getting something that works out of the box. Um, and now you have a lead gen engine where people can sort of discover and answer questions about your industry based on the data you have as much as you want to show. Mm -hmm. That's really valuable. And that is something that we're, you know, we're in multiple discussions on. Um, and then the other element is just actually customer success. So providing that same data to your existing customer base, you know, for example, your customers may be trying to figure out how to price their products. Um, and, and your, you know, perhaps your software helps them, you know, keep track of those th types of things. They, a lot of times they don't have data on like, what are other people doing? And you've got to be super careful. Uh, nobody wants that data uh, provided, you know, with identities in it. Mm -hmm. uh, but as long as you're adhering to all those things that we have always had to adhere to, like nobody wants their revenue published as a SaaS company. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to know how much percentage of quota any particular company's uh, hitting. But if you can provide that information in an aggregated, anonymized, confidential way, it's super valuable. And mm -hmm. so we're basically out having conversations with people like, do you like things like the SaaS survey that we created? Or do you like what we're doing with SaaS sales with benchmarking? You should be doing the same thing for your customer base. You may not have a five-year sales cycle like I did, which was pain and suffering, uh, but you probably have some sales cycle that you're you know, not batting a thousand on or even. Mm -hmm. And if you can get more people into the funnel and more people through it and more of your customers super satisfied with information they never thought to even ask, let alone certainly didn't have, that's the objective. And that's, so that's what we're selling. Yeah, that's great. And so you had, so you're, you know, solo founder now building out your team bootstrapped and, you know, the long career in investment banking and now made that switch. So any lessons learned, yeah. you know, going to the other side of the table for those who are in the audience, maybe thinking, you know, or in their corporate career, you know, want to start that company, any, any lessons learned along the way here now becoming that, that founder. I'd say the biggest one is be careful. Like you've heard it before, be careful what you wish for because it's uh, it's, it's hard. Uh, it, it's super fun, but um, it, it uh, it's hard. We're bootstrapping, so um, and and we're being you know thoughtful about spending, um, but uh, it, it can be super expensive as well. So I I think um, you know I, I don't have anything that is I have to understand the person on the other side of that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but um, you know, it's it's it, it's oversaid. Uh, but I think doing something you're passionate about, based on like things you actually have touched and ha have had experience and experienced pain that you think you can resolve, like that's a good fundamental thing. And mm -hmm. go against the grain. Like you know, a lot of people have told me um, they love what I'm doing, but there are other people who have said, you know, you should just do the SaaS sales. You'll make more money. <laughs> Like, why are you trying to do something beyond that? But from yeah. my own perspective, I feel like um, the the big idea is super valuable to people. And so um, anyway, um, that's a lot of rambling, but um, so, you know, it's only been a year and three months and yeah, we've really. uh, gotten a lot done, but we have a lot more to do, frankly. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. There's so much more to do. 
I know that pain. So as we wrap up here, what's what's next uh, for Bench Sites? What's what's coming up that's exciting for the company? Yeah. So I alluded to this. Our customer, um, you know, we'll continue to like when you go to the site now, you'll see about 15 pages where you can look at 15 different metrics and, and slice and dice it and see the histograms and all that good stuff. You know, we'll be doubling that over the next few months. Um, and um, obviously looking to ramp the number of users, please go to benchsites.com and, and register and join. You'll, 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 you'll be glad you did. Uh, but the customer that we've signed on is actually in a directly related space. It's a large consulting practice. I alluded to it before, but those members will be merged in with our members. And so I think by virtue of that, we'll have uh, a lot more data. And so just you know, keep an eye out for, because they'll just be, again, for that same audience of head of RevOps CROs who are trying to figure out uh, you know, what they're going to do with their teams and their comp plans and how to analyze the success they're having um, with converting pipelines to opportunities to close. Um, I, we're going to have a lot of good data on that front. So stay tuned for our customer announcement and and the benchmarking that's going to go along with that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And as we record right now, it's traditionally it's budget season, right? If you're on the calendar, fiscal year is your calendar year. So right, great benchmarks as you're budgeting 2023. You know, are we in range, out of range? What are those goalposts, those guideposts, guideposts to help us along with yeah. a lot of that planning? Yeah, no, clearly the like timing is good for this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so where should we send people? I think I know if if people want to learn more, we're sending them to benchsites.com, S-I-G-H-T-S.com. Correct? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's the right way to spell it. If you spell it wrong, I think you'll still get there, but um, we own that domain too. But, and then, you know, the, the site speaks for itself. If you, uh, you know, if, if, if you're not quite ready to join, you there is a button that'll let you view the benchmarks without joining. You don't get as near, near as full a view of them. Um, and you don't get to compare your own against them. Like what percentile are we in this mm -hmm. metric? All those things happen when you join. You don't get to use all the filters, but you can see what it's about. Um, and uh, and then when you do join, there's just, there's there's a lot more that you get, including an opportunity to provide, um, you know, suggestions about like, mm -hmm. well, you should be benchmarking this or that. And because of the real time, not quite real time, but the interactive nature of it. It's really built as an app rather than like, oh, here's the PDF a few months later. Um, you, you, uh, you know, it's a, it's a much more rewarding experience. Yep. All right. So listeners go to benchsites.com, enter your data, and you're going to get some great an analysis and reporting out of that on the sales side. So David, really appreciate you sharing your story, amazing career in investment banking, and now as a SaaS founder. So, so thanks. Thanks for joining us. Well, today. Thanks for having me, Ben. I'm, I'm, I love what you do and hope we can do uh, more things like this together. Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll check in another another recording in about a year, see how it's going. Absolutely. All right. Sounds Thanks, great. David. Okay, bye-bye.